0: Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Welcome to the uncontested podcast, talking Oklahoma City Thunder basketball and the wider NBA. Sam Presti said, lower the hatch, load up the cannon, and get the tank out rolling. Catch new episodes after each Thunder game and every Sunday night.
2: This is a house of
1: warning doctors.
3: (laughs) Follow The Uncontested on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube to catch new content as it drops. I mean, a cat and a dog connected together? This is Ludor.
0: You're listening to The Uncontested.
1: What is up? Welcome to the uncontested podcast. We're part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Coming to you live Sunday night, August 1st, free agency eve, gentlemen, as we are under 24 hours, about I think about 20 hours away from NBA free agency. So much to break down for you. We are on YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook, so if you are tuning in, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're to the podcast version of this on Monday, make sure to drop that five-star rating for us. I'm your host for the evening, Jacob Niffin. I've got Taylor Peterson with me tonight.
3: So if the uh, Kardashian curse slash Jenner curse comes to OKC, does that counteract the uh, Seattle curse, or do they simul, you know, did they, they they... I don't, I don't know. How, how's it going to work? Yeah, offset each other? Or do they coexist? Well, well, I guess we'll find out. We've got Justin.
4: <laughs> Hello, everybody.
3: Nick is
5: along tonight. I've got a confession. Okay. I missed the podcast where Taylor made this. Combine a cat versus dog reference. And for the past six months, I have lived. Yeah, I had no idea what's going. On. I have lived under a rock, <laughs> and until this point, I have not had the uh, chance to ask. So, can we can we please explain that real quick? You know,
3: I don't even remember what it was. Oh, we, we were comparing something. To, do. Cart- to, to some kind of cartoons. Yes, uh, we, what were we, we comparing,
1: Nick? What or Justin? What were we comparing to to nineties cartoons?
4: Thunder players. It was our player <laughs> grades. <laughs> player grades, but we
1: compared them to nineties cartoons, yes. and one of them was Cat Dog.
4: Who was I it? I think <laughs> who was cat dog? I can't remember who was cat it dog Baze.
3: Was. Uh, it might have been. Maybe. I don't even remember
1: the I, justification I of I think cat it was dog. like I want to go dog back like, and re-listen kinda, now.
3: I know. I think Cat <laughs> Dog was like kind of towards the bottom half of the scale, or yeah, towards the bottom of the scale. Um a fine show, but not my favorite. And so I gave Basley that great. I don't know. I think that's where we're I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a good question. So
4: there you go, Nick. Good.
3: Doesn't that even tune do his own
1: podcast. <laughs> That's fine. Just one episode.
4: He only he only listens <laughs> to hear himself talk. Uh, oh, sure. yeah, sure. probably so.
1: I bet he's clipped the uh, the drafted players press conference just to his one question, so he can hear himself <laughs> ask it over and over and over again.
5: I've I actually have not listened back at all. Oh well, there you go. All
1: right, before we dive into a little bit of draft talk and a lot of free agency talk, gentlemen have a few announcements to make. Uh, if you have seen our yeah. social media post today on Sunday or you tuned in to the post-NBA draft podcast, you have heard about this, but we're going to pump it on every pod until it happens. We're hosting a watch party, the first ever uncontested event, and we could not be more excited. We are teaming up with Prairie Tap House and Downtown OKC for the NBA Summer League. The Thunder will take on the Golden State Warriors in Las Vegas on Friday, August 13th at 6 p.m. Central Time. And we're going to be at Prairie watching the game, and we would love for you guys to come and hang out with us. And here's the kicker. First 50 people on the door, you get a free beer on us. We're going to give you a little ticket at the door. You cash it in Uh, at the bar. They're going to give you a free beer courtesy of the uncontested. So come, hang out, get some free drinks. Chat basketball with us as we all obsess over Trey Mann, over Josh Giddy, over why am I forgetting the two uh, second rounders? Jeez. Robinson
4: Earl. Yeah, Robinson Earl and Eric Wiggins. Wiggins.
1: So Eric. come hang out. I said Aaron. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm not Eric, you said Eric. Aaron.
1: <laughs> Aaron Wiggins. So come <laughs> hang out with us at Prairie on Friday, August 13th, 6 p.m. Again, first drink for the first 50 people in the door. Is on us. So get your friends. Come out. Uh, Silver asked in the chat, can you get there early? Yes, we will be there early. Not sure if we're going to live pod afterwards yet. We're still figuring that out. But we'll be hanging out. We'll be having a blast. So please come chill with us. Also, speaking of Summer League, make sure you are following all our social media channels. YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. As our very own Nick and Justin are flying out to Las Vegas. Yeah. To cover the NBA Summer League, they will also be recording in the brand new Blue Wire Studio in the Wynn Hotel.
3: Yeah. They're going to be
1: bringing you not only Thunder content, but just Summer League content overall as they will be uh, in the Cox Pavilion, I think is what it's called, every day watching NBA basketball. They're going to have tons of content for you guys. So make sure you tune in to all of our social media channels and to the podcast as they'll be potting about their experience out there as well. Gentlemen, are you guys excited to get out there?
5: Yes. We need to reserve some time in the studio. Yeah, we, we can't, do. Uh, we can't get out there and say, oh, crap, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, get on that,
3: guys. Brand <laughs> new studio. That's going to be yes. sweet.
4: I'm excited. I mean, if for no other reason than like getting to watch NBA basketball in person for the first time in a very long time mm-hmm. and getting to see some of these guys that we've like talked so much about not just the Thunder guys, but NBA guys as a whole. I, I'm really excited. Should be a lot of fun.
5: Yeah, I think it's worth noting if you guys haven't seen Poku will not be there. Well, he may yeah. be there with the team. He will not be playing. And that's a disappointment for that all of us.
1: Yeah, I got to wait till preseason to see the Poku behind the back to Giddy behind the back.
3: <laughs> passes.
4: <laughs> they didn't. I mean, honestly, the Trotters they had to shut them down they didn't want the whole league to go like into shutdown mode just if they Can't pulled that out in summer much, league it's like yeah you got to tone yeah. it down a bit yeah if you too played down down them in
1: it. summer league it would drastically tilt the uh the mvp odds in vegas for next season so they had to <laughs> yes Temper expectations. Uh, Matt Sanders asks in the chat, can I buy or can I trade my one beer ticket for two beer tickets at the next get-together? Pull the old
3: Sam Same Presti. Press-y over here. Yeah. I love that.
1: <laughs>
2: that is incredible. Matt,
5: trading I'll about few, it. You're trading, you're trading an IPA for two Natty Lights. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I love it. Well, gentlemen, let's dive into it because we have a ton of basketball to talk. Oh, yeah. NBA never stops, guys. We... Got a total of 30 minutes to catch our breath after the draft before we dove immediately into (laughs) free agency speculation. Free agency will take off, and then we'll get like 24 hours to catch our breath after all the free agency world win before summer league gets here. Then we'll finally get the lull about a month before training camp. It's just going to to skyrocket. So I want to start off. We're not going to talk a ton of draft. If you missed our post-draft podcast, Make sure to go back in your feed and check that one out because it's a great one. But since then, those drafted players by the Thunder have made their way to Oklahoma City. They held press availability at the new Paycom Center, which our own Nick Crane was in attendance. So, Nick, this is kind of uh, your your moment to shine here, my guy. <laughs> Tell us about uh, press availability with those new players. I think it's your first press availability with the Thunder in person person for a while since, since the shutdown, if, if I'm correct there. So, so tell us about, uh, press availability, your, your first, uh, reactions and, and your instant takeaways from seeing these guys in person. Well, I think his Uh, first,
3: uh, takeaway was when he ran into, uh, Earl Robinson in um, the urinal next to him. Oh yeah. Uh, Hey Nick, also, are you still growing? (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I actually not- really like that i like that question i just laughed at um trey just kind of giggled <laughs> well, it, it just
5: seems like such a presty thing and give the yeah. backstory um trey man grew like two inches and gained 15 pounds between freshman and sophomore year yeah that's when all of his stats got way better that's when he went from a you know a non-draft guy to make making the jump to the nba draft um that just seems like such a presti thing. You know, he ends up being six seven in a couple years. And <laughs> Sam he interviewed Sam on another Presty like and, and Presty's <laughs> like, Yeah, when we were going through the pre-draft process, I got some intel that he was still growing pretty rapidly and got it got him at 18 when he should have gone at 10. So I figured it was a, a valid question to ask. He he didn't deny it, he yeah, said he doesn't know. Yeah. So far we haven't know. been to the doctor, <laughs> doctor. in a while. <laughs> that's what it was. That's, it was the response. That's concerning. That was funny. That's yeah. concerning. <laughs> um hey, that's I think that's good news on he the healthy. COVID front though, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. I <laughs> had to go to the doctor for having COVID.
5: That is very true. <laughs> um no, it was good overall I kind of felt bad for for Aaron and um Jeremiah. They got their first taste of like being a non-star when Josh was getting every question and Trey was getting the occasional. It kind of sucks for those guys. I mean, I'm sure they're ecstatic to be NBA players, but um, yeah, they got their first taste of not being in the spotlight. I think they're, they all gave great answers. They're all intelligent players. You know, the, the quote that stuck out to me, probably the most was Presti saying, you know, we draft people first, players second. And, you know, all the values that, that Thunder organization, you know, embody, you can see within these guys. So per usual, all these guys are, are smart kids. Um, I think they're all going to be, Good in their role. Um, but Josh Giddy, humongous, like when he stands up and he's the tallest guy of all four rookies, and one of them standing right next to him playing <laughs> a lot of center in college. Right. That's
3: crazy. <laughs> like speaking of still growing.
5: Yeah, yeah. Giddy won't be
1: 19 till October. Crazy. There's a chance he could shoot up another inch or two. If he goes to guys, if he grows to six eleven.
3: That's crazy. Could Jeez. you imagine? That's no. Kevin
1: Durant height. <laughs> yeah.
5: I mean, you guys, you guys watched it as well. Were there any takeaways or questions or things that stuck out to you?
1: I did enjoy Trey, like legitimately enjoyed Trey's answer to your question. Uh, the, he made the whole place laugh saying that he, uh, you know, he hasn't been to the doctor in a while, which was right. charming. <laughs> um. So, so I, I like that. Uh, I, I had the same takeaway as you. Whenever they walked up there, even watching it on a computer screen, I was like, "Holy crap, Josh is big." Yep. Like
5: Josh is a tall, tall man. Yep.
1: Also a good looking man. Apparently Kylie
3: Jenner agrees. Yeah, so. that's
5: right. That's didn't, right. Didn't, I mean, how old is she? I mean, maybe
3: she's younger than I think, but he seems kind of young for her. Whoa. Oh, she definitely is. He like just turned eighteen here. Well, not just, but he's eighteen. going gonna get. Are we Still gonna, get, are we gonna get
1: some Josh giddy? Uh, Travis Scott beef here in Oklahoma yeah. city.
3: <laughs> is she the, is she the one that liked or
5: dated or whatever Lamar Odom?
3: No, no that's, that's a, one of them. that's Kardashian. Oh yeah.
5: yeah which, they all which, have one a, she, which one is
3: she? She dates I the rappers. She, ben Simmons dating, and
5: Devin
4: uh, Booker, right? Oh, one of, one yeah. of
5: them dates. I, I don't even know. Dude. One of them
3: dates Travis Scott. And this the other is one very, one dates,
1: let's yeah. get off the keeping up with the Kardashians. Very, Oklahoma <laughs> city
3: very Thunder outside please. of our wheelhouse. <laughs> <laughs Uh, But no, I I agree. The thing with Giddy, like just listening to him with his pre-draft interviews, listening to Gallo interview him um, after he was selected and then listening to him again, um, like you were talking about, Nick, he's just so well-spoken. Just seems like like a super optimistic person, Um, super excited for the opportunity. Thought it was really cool. And I I tweeted this out and kind of shared it with you guys here uh, before the draft about this time last week. But he mentioned, you know, his parents being really excited as well when he was drafted to OKC because um, his sister plays for uh, ORU right down the turnpike. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then I, I just, I've been really impressed, I think, just with his uh, maturity level. Um, I think he's obviously a guy that's going to fit right in. Um, they did mention, he, you know, that he, he, he talked a little bit about working out for the organization. I mean how shoot, that wasn't even a week ago now. Private interview. Um, yeah, the private interview and private workout that Dagnaught ran. Um again, I just think you mentioned this, Nick, this is wasn't something that was reported, just something you mentioned to us that Dagnaught was just kind of sitting back there um, with all of you guys just smiling ear to ear. Yes. And I keep He's- thinking about that, right? Like we I mentioned this on the um the post draft podcast that uh Justin and, and Jacob and I did. But you know, he, he does that one-on-one inner or that one-on-one workout with Trey man, or sorry, with giddy. Uh, we know his connection to Florida and obviously uh, he was excited about Trey man. Feels like he's had a lot of say with this draft class.
5: So that's, that's a good, I was going to bring this up. Um, when you look at the thunder their I guess, org chart for lack of better term. Um, Clay Bennett kind of lets Presty run the show. He's not the Jerry Jones type owner. He lets him run the show. And you see that trickle down to Mark Dagnall. Preston made a couple of comments around the league being positionless and like the way that the Thunder want to play. And he kept referring to the way Mark wants to play. You know, the, the guys that Mark likes to to run the offense. And that that says a lot. Like they're putting, for the youngest coach in the NBA, they're putting a lot of faith in like, we're going to run the the style of offense and play the way that, that Mark Dagnall wants to play. And I think that says a lot about the organization.
4: Yeah, for Definitely. sure. I mean, like... <laughs> Interesting allowing him to you know create a system and it's something that i don't know that we've seen in oklahoma city in in past iterations of like really trying to like understand who you want to be and then go get the players to fill that out that it's it feels like a shift a little bit um i think that it's it's exciting um i think the challenge that comes in is like if at some point either you decide you want to change systems or dag goes and takes another job like what What state does that leave your roster in? But as, as for right now, I think that's a huge testament to Dagnall and really trying to give him some power. And like you said, for one of the youngest coaches in the league, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah,
5: I, I think, too, the, the the other question that was asked was, you know, Presti used to take these long raw athletic guys. It was all about the wingspan and the measurable really question. I think it
3: was, I think it was Jenny Carlson. Uh, that was, I, mean, I, I think, I like it, was, I think it was
5: Jenny. And then now it's like, you know, the guys that are high IQ and, and they're just flat out basketball players and, and do the things you need to do to win. And that, and there's been a, a paradigm shift. And I think, you know, today on Twitter, there's been a lot of conversation around, you know, free agency and who's available. And, Oh, that's not a thunder guy or, Oh, the thunder have never, Done this, that, and the other. I would argue it's wide open because this is a new age of Thunder basketball, and it's completely different from the top down than we've seen in the past. Definitely,
1: Nick. And and I mentioned this a lot on the live stream and in the in the post draft podcast. But the this past draft is, I think it was kind of the litmus test for that. And Presti really tilted his hand there, right? Like we were like, oh, maybe you know, yeah, they took Poku, but maybe there's still you know really intrigued in these long crazy athleticism. Yeah, Camingo yeah, was on the uh, board and they it, it, it didn't take him. And to me that's like that's the the red light bulb going off, right? It's blinking yep. now like there has been a sh- a massive shift in the philosophy of the front office. And I don't know if it's like a shift in the way they want to build or in a post Russell Westbrook world, Presti can finally build the way that he wanted to all along, right?
5: Well, it- and this question was actually asked at a very different time in the presser, and and was not related to this question. But I think it almost does relate, and it was around the way the league changes. Sam said, "There's always, you know, two or three teams that are just like changing, just changing the league on their own." He mentioned like San Antonio, you know, a couple of decades ago, the Spurs over the or the uh, the Warriors over this past Warriors, decade. Yeah. And there and everyone kind of goes with the grain and there's one team that kind of pushes a different direction. And the league kind of goes with them. I'm not saying this is what Presty was trying to say, but if this works out for the Thunder, you've got to think that's the way the league starts
3: going. hmm Oh, Presty even mentioned that in an answer, didn't he, Nick? Like, you know, mm-hmm. he he brought up the Spurs, obviously, and the Warriors, obviously. Yep. It makes sense that those are two franchises that um would have had an impact on um, obviously, you know, Sam working with the Spurs in the past and yeah. that Warriors team being as uh, generational as they were um, the thunder witnessing that firsthand, but then mentioned, you know, kind of, maybe they could be that team, that kind of yeah. team that does push the boundaries and kind of changes the direction of the league. And I find that really interesting. I'm curious to see, you know, obviously you always go best player available, especially if you're in the top three, four or five. Yeah. Um, but like, do they try and focus more on, on bringing in specific players into the system that's already there, rather than just going for best player available? Um, and the same thing, I mean, we're getting free agency, free agency as well coming up. Um, but but I'm curious about that as well. I just I found that answer of his interesting and kind of similar to what you just described.
1: Definitely. Well, guys, let's move on because, like I said, we got a lot to talk about today. I want to we we have to touch on this, and it doesn't have to be long, but we got to touch on it. But- Derek, Derek uh, favors uh, <laughs> <Pause>. <laughs> thunder made Easy. a, was it a, I don't know if it was a draft night trade or the morning after the draft trade, Morning after, thunder, like, like thunder acquire morning. Derek favors from the Utah jazz in exchange for a, well, not in exchange. In addition to a first round pick, um, the thunder send back a, a second round pick. That's like the least favorable of four seconds. Um, you have to trade something, right? This is that top 55 protected pick type trade BS with uh, everybody's
3: favorite player, uh, cash considerations alongside,
1: (laughs) uh, it looks like that Utah jazz pick, uh, will not be able to convey until at least 2024, I believe because the jazz have some protected picks already outstanding, but Sam Presti back in asset accumulation mode already has picked up three future firsts in the (laughs) past week. Um, but, but, Besides that, we we know we we've always known that they're going to run out this cap space. Uh, in this instance, I think it was the Danilo Gallinari sign, uh, trade exception that they took Derek Favors into. But we we knew this was going to happen. My question for you guys: Are they going to see this contract out with Derek Favors, who has a player option after this season? Although I mean, he's making like ten million dollars. Is Derek Favors starting at center next year for the Thunder? Um, What do you guys see? We know this was primarily for a first round pick, but what do you see with Derek favors and this team moving forward?
5: Unpopular opinion. I like him as a backup. Hmm. Um, I I, I, I don't see a world where he starts Unless the Thunder literally do not sign another center that's, of any shape or form, I was like just maybe. about to
4: ask you, like, so who's starting? But right, you right. just answered my question. <laughs> I think I think they would rather sign
5: some unproven twenty-year-old that's yep. a former second-round pick and just throw him in there as a starter. Yep. Um, they're not going to be trying to win games. I, I see him playing same role as Nerland's Noel. You know, mm. eighteen yep. to twenty minutes a game. Uh, maybe he plays good enough that a team comes knocking at the door at the trade deadline. Um, who knows? But, but I, unlike some of the players of the past that Oklahoma city's brought on um, with larger salaries, I, I would not be upset if he played a full two years in Oklahoma city in a backup role. Hmm.
4: I, I think, think he's, he's interesting to consider as like a locker room mentor for, was what like I was thinking yep. Robinson Earl or something like that. Like right. kind of, I think they a Robi. Yeah, or Isaiah Roby. There's some overlap there that I think you know could be beneficial. I I don't think obviously the Thunder is one of those moves where the Thunder aren't bringing him in because oh they think Derek Favors really puts him over the top. Like he, he's going to help them push for the play in. That's that's not the place the Thunder are in. However, like you said, first round pick in the pocket, absolutely, and maybe some mentorship. Maybe some of yep. the young guys pick up something from Favors, who's been in the league a long time. He's got some skills he can pass on. I, I think that it's it's a positive situation all around. Who who knows how long he stays around? Is it like, is he checking into the Sam Presti Career Rehabilitation Center, or <laughs> is he just you know kind of hanging out here for a bit? I think that that remains to be seen. I don't know that he he doesn't feel super like flippable, um, like some of the other guys that have come through. But I think. I, I think it's a good situation all around and yep. unless Derek favors just like really wants to win a championship or something, then he's probably not super happy.
3: I agree with you both. That's I think, fair. uh, the, the locker room aspect for sure, right? He, he's a great lock, locker room vet to have um, a great mentor for some, of, uh, especially with all this youth. <laughs> there's a ton of youth on this roster right now. So it's nice to have another veteran leader outside of a coach like Dignall, especially with the young coach like Dignall <laughs> to have favors in there. But I, I really think he's uh, – there's, there's going to be a lot of teams after him probably at the traded deadline. Um, he's one of those guys, obviously, um, playoff proven, um, battle-tested has a pretty reasonable salary, pretty easy to trade for. And again, like we talked about, he, he's a great guy to have on your your roster. I think the Jazz wanted to keep him if they could have, but they needed to obviously get rid of that salary um, in order to be able to re-sign uh, Mike Conley. So I don't see him making it past the trade deadline, but I could be wrong there. Regardless, I mean, it's, again, it's nice to have him in the locker room.
1: Yeah. Uh, my thoughts are, are primarily just
2: meh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Whatever. Right. That's, that's basically where I'm at. If you exclude Kimball Walker, which I think and we're going to get into, I think he's going to get traded. And if they are able to move off of Derek favors, like who's the oldest, like most veteran laden guy on this team is it Kenrich Williams.
5: Jeez. Cause I think that's probably yeah. correct. Yeah. Probably
4: have to be. That's nuts.
5: Yeah. It would probably, it probably would have been deck.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And, and and we're not yeah. going to get super deep into this, but apparently, Deck uh, Barcelona is interested in signing Gabriel Deck. Uh, he might have already finished his tenure in Oklahoma City. Yep. Um,
3: Which is for the best. Another roster yeah. spot. Hey,
1: uh, I'm over happy. here for a month. in more cash million. than I'm going to make in the next five years. Yeah, and then dipped back to Europe.
5: Hey, Heck oh darn, game. the Thunder couldn't flip him for a first round pick. Oh darn, <laughs>
1: Sam Presti set the bar a little too high. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's but right. Guys, as I mentioned earlier, we are on the eve of NBA free agency. I don't Seems know what crazy. you guys are doing tomorrow evening, but I'm gonna make sure that my ass is in a chair and my phone <laughs> is charged at about 4 50 p.m. because when 5 p.m. hits, Burr, burr, burr. My phone's going to feel like an Amber alert from Woj tweets ready to go. <laughs> Shoot, maybe
5: before. I mean, we've already That's seen yeah right. yeah,
3: right. exactly.
1: I, I'm tangent real quick. If I'm a Bucks fan, if I'm the guy who's oh, runs yeah. the Eurostep podcast, I would be so pissed off if Adam Silver doesn't come down on the heat. Yep. Because yeah. the same thing happened with them with Brogdon, or not Brogdon, um,
3: Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich. <laughs> yep.
1: And uh, last year, you know, and they got find a second round pick i i would be picked also what happened to that second round pick does it just go into the ether
5: yeah there's only 59 picks in the 2022 nba draft <laughs> wow that's a wild I, man i did i did that's my 58. way I did, I did my way too early 2022 mock this morning and i was like am i Wait missing something i had to go i had to go like digging for it yeah that's funny interesting weird interesting are not going
1: role. to draft chet holmgren to continue this theme of what they're doing with really long, tall, white guys. I don't know what we're even doing here. All right, free agency. First, let's do a quick rundown of what's going on with Oklahoma City Thunder players and free agency guys. Uh, The Thunder made Tony Bradley an unrestricted free agent. In order to make him a restricted free agent where they could match any offer, they had to extend a qualifying offer to him. That qualifying offer was worth like almost $11 million So the Thunder just, they dipped out of that. Doesn't mean Tony Bradley cannot come back. I have no clue what their plans are with Tony Bradley. But uh, they have made him an unrestricted free agent. Uh, We found out today that they have made Svi Mihailuk a restricted free agent, meaning OKC can match any offer sheet. And then their third free agent this year, Mike Muscala, is also an unrestricted free agent. We know how much Mike loves the organization. It'll be interesting to see if they bring him back, if the numbers permit, if the Thunder want to bring him back, kind of what that looks like. And maybe the biggest part of free agency for OKC, starting tomorrow at 5 p.m. Central Time, the Thunder can begin negotiating
3: a rookie contract extension with Shea Gilgis Alexander. Keith Smith just tweeted out while we were podcasting that. I'm not sure how this works because it's a two-way, but apparently the Thunder um, extended a qualifying offer to Josh Hall.
1: Yeah, I don't think anyone's beating
3: down the door to get. Yeah, right. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's not going to happen. That might be the other two way. Yeah. So,
1: first question for you guys: Tony Bradley, Svi Majluk, Mike Muscala, are any of the Thunder's three free agents returning to OKC next year? What are What are your thoughts?
4: I I was surprised by the Svi offer. I wasn't fully expecting them to make that qualifying offer. I wouldn't have been surprised to see Sfi Sfi walk. Um, And obviously he still could, but that makes me kind of wonder what the Thunder's intentions are. I think before that happened, I would say, you know, maybe Muscala. um, But now it makes me wonder if it's both. Speed and Muscala, but I just keep looking at this roster and I can't figure out how everybody fits on it. And That's fair. making speed that offer makes me even more confused.
1: Yeah. Well, if they let Gabriel deck walk, that opens up a spot. I mean, I don't think Charlie Brown jr is coming back.
5: Yeah. Right. So I think they brief. did him a solid by, by his guarantee date being so early. It was like a thank yeah. you. Goodbye. Kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So you other two, uh,
1: any of those three coming back?
5: I could see Svi. Th- I think there's a, a yeah. world where a team needs some shooting and, and, and some size, um, but I don't know. I mean, I don't see that anybody like ponying up for Svi and you know doing the whole Ennis Canter thing.
3: Yeah, I was going to say is the one I see as well. Muscala um, is a possibility, but I just don't. I don't know. It, it's really weird. Cause Mascola is one of those players that just kind of under the radar. Um, haven't really been any reports about him because I don't think there's a, like you guys said, there's a lot of people outside of Oklahoma city that would care. Um, but that's one to at least keep an eye on. I could definitely see though, where a contender would be willing to go and get, um, somebody like, um, somebody like Mascola pretty cheap. Um, and I think he can play a really good role for them as well. So we'll see, but I think speed is probably the most likely.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, it's going to be interesting. You know, I, I thought part of that George Hill trade when they got the two seconds for George Hill uh, and Tony Bradley was that they were interested in Tony Bradley. Uh, yep. I'm not going to be surprised if he's just just walks, you know. Um, same thing with Svee. It was the same trade. They trade homies for for Svee and two second round picks. Was it two seconds or one second? I think one. Okay, still, they got their uh, their asset, so I could see Svee just walking as well. Uh, sure. I think a lot of it's going to depend what else Oklahoma City does in the offseason, and they don't have to make decisions on these guys for a while as far as like who to cut and who to keep to get the roster down to 15. They can carry up to 20 guys during the offseason, so okay. that's going to be interesting to see.
5: And, and Sean, in the chat, um, this is the question that I've been getting a lot on Twitter Like, why not just pay a guy like Muscala the minimum or a couple million just to come play minutes here and there and be a mentor? And it just goes back to the roster spots. Like, there's a ton of guys that Thunder would love to have play that role. It's just, would you rather have him or would you rather have Jeremiah Robinson Earl, you know, in that 15th spot versus taking a two-way?
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That is a great point. Speaking of, Aaron Wiggins took a two-way. We don't know who's going to soak up that second two-way spot yet. uh, So that'll be interesting to see. Surprisingly, guys, we've got a few reports out today about players that the Thunder may be interested in in free agency. Yeah. This typically doesn't happen. My assumption, and obviously none of us are really in the sources game, but my assumption is that whenever a reporter says, hey, team X, Y, and Z is interested in so-and-so free agent, I think that's coming from agents, agents like the yeah. agents of those players um, who know what teams are going to be sniffing around. Um The Per Mike Scotto of Hoops Hype, the Thunder are interested in Chicago Bulls restricted free agent, Laurie Markkinen, interesting one, and Portland's unrestricted free agent, they didn't extend him a uh, qualifying offer, Zach Collins. You guys know my feelings on Zach Collins, even though my guy needs um, (laughs) a a new foot, needs a prosthetic at this point. Um, Poor dude. (laughs) I've I've been high on Zach Collins for a long time. Laurie Markinen can play a little bit of four and five, a seven foot stretch shooter uh, from Finland. So it definitely fits the the foreign international model that Sam Presti seems to be following. Uh, what are, what are <laughs> your guys' thoughts on these two?
3: Well, it wasn't just that, uh, Jacob. You were on the in Spotify Green Room. You got invited up to talk with Mark Stein and Jake Fisher, who mentioned. Um, And this was maybe verified today by Bobby Marks who had this written up on his whiteboard, but uh, connected at least Spencer Dinwiddie to OKC. And the the thought behind that was um, they could sign him to a pretty big offer sheet. Um, I think then like other teams would be willing to offer somebody like Spencer and then they can flip him down the the road. Sounds like Spencer's camp isn't very open to that. And Spencer had a tweet today. Um, He quote tweeted Bobby Marks like, whiteboard with his name next to OKC and he didn't seem excited about that all that to say I think the Thunder are maybe going to be a little more active this year um, where they really haven't been ever in the past since they've been to Oklahoma City uh, Pressy specifically I I could see where they go after somebody uh, it won't be Alonzo now obviously with Giddy but somebody like a, a marketing and I think that makes a lot of sense for this team um, you know trying and, and rehabilitate his image. Um, and also I think he could fit really well with somebody alongside Shea as well. You don't even have to flip him; It could be a piece for the future. Um, uh, I don't have my hopes up or anything for Laurie, um, either way, Laurie, either way, but, um, that's an interesting one. And as Zach Collins, again, like just, it makes sense. You have the luxury of allowing him to sit on the bench and, uh, and rehab for a season before he's ready to go next year, hopefully knock on wood. Um, and like you said, Jacob, you know not only is the center market not that robust this year, I think, but uh, especially one with only one leg right now, pretty cheap. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you could get Zach for real cheap. But again, I, I'm a, I'm a big fan of of Zach Collins. I think Laurie Mark and them would be an interesting fit as well. Nick, what do you think about both of those names?
5: I'd I'd love both. I'm team, you know, free agency is is normally like bolster your roster to you know put together a playoff team. I think a lot of um non-playoff teams I guess you could say aren't typically as active and there's usually not that many young attractive guys on the market like this was kind of a a rare restricted free agency class in general um I'm all for going for a guy like Collins or Markinen. one one kind of side note on Markanen just on the political side of things um he shares an agent with Sphi. and I wonder how that works as they work out that negotiation with Sphi and then obviously he's got to be involved in any kind of sign and trade or or offer sheet with the Thunder. That's it's kind of one of those weird nuances you don't think about behind the scenes.
1: Yeah, that that's an interesting one. I personally want them to sign Laurie Markinen to a contract just so we can print finish him shirts, Mortal Kombat finish him shirts. Um, <laughs> that's my dream.
3: That'd be awesome. And just to see the lineup of Poku uh, and finish him (laughs) and get the money, all of them out there at the same time. That'd be a lot of fun. (laughs) Now all that to say, like it really would have to be a perfect situation or a guy that, Presti and, and coach dig feel very strong about because at the same time, like we've seen, like the thunder do have the luxury of having this cap space where they can take on some of these contracts for additional assets. And I don't think Presti's going to give that up just for anybody <laughs> just to sign like, you know, a center because the thunder need a center. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. gotta be the right situation such as a Lari or somebody like that.
4: Justin, you have any thoughts on these two guys? I really like Laurie Markkinen. Uh, I've been a fan of him. I know he's had some ups and downs, but I think he's a perfect candidate for the Thunder to take a chance on. He's young enough. What is he? He, 24?
5: He just turned 24 in May.
4: Okay, yeah. So, you know, right in line with Shea. Um,
5: Shot 40% from three last year
4: right and i just i i think that he he's he fits the mold that Presty seems to be going after now and i think he would be a really nice compliment to this team and you know whether or not it pans out this that's the stage the thunder are at now it's yep. it's going to be another year of roster exploration and that includes guys that are on the roster and guys that aren't you know exploring who else is out there trying to find another kind of hidden gem That the Thunder can get on the cheap, turn into something, and then when the Thunder are ready to compete again, now they've got, you know, Laurie Markkinen in his seventh year, and he's really hitting his stride. He's kind of peaking, and and he becomes a great rotation guy for the Thunder as they chase the title.
5: Or you pay him four years 80, he doesn't pan out. and yeah the Thunder aren't going to be good for four years. So
4: exactly. And you, you dump them before you need the roster spot and salary space. Yep. Exactly. Nick, you,
1: Nick, you think 20 mil a year for, for Larry is going to be the market.
5: I do. Yeah. Interesting. I do.
1: I can say it being between like 15 and 20, I think yeah. 20 is maybe the high end. Would you agree? For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's, it's interesting for sure. And uh, I haven't dove Real deep into other teams' cap space and and their maneuvering, but it seems like Chicago is pretty much the going to be the home for Alonzo Ball next yep. season. It's sounding four year, eighty million for Alonzo. I don't know if Chicago is Chicago going to have to give up Laurie Markkinen. Uh, let let him like either pull the qualifying offer to get rid of his cap hold or whatever to to make that money work. And True. if so. That Lonzo thing might go through quick. And so Laurie Markin stuff might have to go through quick. So if the Thunder yep. want to throw a quick offer, Laurie wants to come here. It might not be that 72 hour holding period where the Bulls are trying to decide on it. They might just say, Yeah, you take him so we can pull in Zoe right now, and we'll just we'll make the wheels turn. Right.
5: He's, he he starts day one in Oklahoma City, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you start well, him at
1: center? I, I no. know we shouldn't be diving too deep into this, but <laughs> no. if you don't start him at center, if you start him at power forward, that leaves one spot for
5: Poku, Baisley Giddy. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, yeah. Yeah. I, I almost, I almost love the idea of Lou off the bench and playing Shea, Giddy, Poku, Lowry in that situation. You're going 6'6", 6'9". It's a lot of length. Seven foot. Just
3: not a lot of defense yeah. outside of room protection, but or I, but not a lot of perimeter defense.
1: See, I'd, I'd be more team put Lowry at center. Shade yeah. Dort, Poku, Giddy, Lowry. You hmm. might
3: have to play Baisley just it's for the of white to purposes guys, and then bring in Poku off fun. the bench. But yeah, that's, that's interesting. It'd be so much fun.
1: Okay, so talking about restricted free agent, sign-in trades, all this type of stuff. We we have to dive into this before we get into some league-wide stuff. Kemba Walker.
2: Mm -hmm. Seems like
1: he is going to be gone before he ever plays a game in Oklahoma City, which is, if you would have told me that whenever Justin and I got up that morning to do the Kemba Walker uh, emergency trade poll, I would have called you full of shit. There was no way that was going to happen. (laughs) Yet, here we are. It, It seems like Kemba is going to be in play for anybody who misses out on Kyle Lowry. Nick, I know you were team uh, Chicago for Kemba Walker. seems like that might not be the case with them getting um, Lonzo ball. Maybe it's still an option. Um, we, we have some, I don't know if I would call it news, but a rumor tonight that uh, the Pelicans may be interested in Kemba Walker. I had heard from some some Pelicans guys that I know – that David Griffin was very anti Kimball Walker in the past. So I don't know if that would still be a thing or not. I think the Mavs are definitely an option. If they miss out on the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, they still have the New York Knicks, uh, lots of teams out there. What do you think the thunder can get back for Kemba Walker? They're not giving up picks in a trade. Are they?
4: No,
3: I don't think so. Well,
5: I, I mean, depends on the trade. Right, like what if? Yeah, what if if there's not, a young player available. Right, right. What if? What if the team that's sending back assets is offering a young player, and it's like you do Kemba and a couple. And, and here's the other thing, everyone was trashing on the the first rounders that Sam Presti got for sixteen. Like, what if those are two first rounders you throw in with Kemba, and instead of just getting nothing back and just getting off his salary, maybe you get something attractive back?
4: Yeah, that's interesting.
3: Yeah.
1: You you have any hypothetical thoughts there on what something interesting would be, Nick? I know we've talked a lot about like Kemba and one of those protected picks for Porzingis.
3: Yeah, you know, I Dallas think about is in that.
1: Now, if Dallas misses out on Lowry and gets Rashawn Holmes, I think the Kemba thing starts to become a, a reality there. Right, uh,
5: that one becomes interesting. But but what else? I mean, it, let's go the the Pelicans scenario. Like, what if it was? dumping Kemba and basically what you're getting back in return is just filler you're never going to use versus giving up Kemba and one of those heavily protected first rounders. And you're getting the keel back. Like, yeah, like that, that could be the difference. But that's
3: another guard, which God. like at, yeah. at that point you're giving up probably another guard <laughs> in that trade, which I'm fine with. I just, I'm not, I'm not super worried
5: about the, the positional side yeah. of things right now. This team's going to suck. No matter if they have yeah. five guards, five wings, five, five stars, or like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Hey,
3: you don't need a rebound <laughs> if you're hitting all of your shots. Hey, hey, this this might be
5: a hot take for me because you know
1: you guys know how much I lo- I love this guy, but if it was like Kemba, one of those protected firsts, and Ty Jerome mm. to take back just Nikhil, yeah, mm, sign me up.
3: Yeah, yeah, yep.
1: sign Definitely. me up because I I'm all the way in on Nikhil, and then the Thunder are just fully mm-hmm. leaning into the whole Canada thing at that point. F it. Just go get RJ <laughs> yeah. Barrett, too. Right? I love Those. it. Andrew love Wiggins. It. Go get not? Andrew Wiggins. Uh, go get Tristan Thompson. Hire that, Steve Nash as coach. Let's that was just a joke. go for yeah. it. Just, yeah, just do it all. I'm in. I am in. <laughs> awesome. Uh, before we move on to some league-wide free agency talk, Taylor – you want to take us on a trip through the comments section?
3: Sure. Let me scroll up. There we go. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Arvin said uh, so much for the giddy or moody segment. <laughs> that I mean, we fun. got giddy, though. So, so that works. Um, we already mentioned Matt's question about the beer. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, Carrie asked us uh, about giddy. Are we giddy for giddy? Basically mm. our, our quick thoughts on how we feel about Josh giddy. Now uh, we've kind of had a little time to, to reflect on it.
4: I have, I've had a lot of conversations over the last three days with people who are very not giddy about giddy. <laughs> um, and every single one just comes back to, they just had their heart set on somebody else. And I think that that you know, it's understandable. I think you you look at the guys that are available, and you start to think that, you know, that that there's a right answer. And I think what you realize when you look at the draft is that, you know, when, when we go back and do those redrafts, there, there are no right answers. It's a crapshoot, mm-hmm. like as sure as a guy can seem heading into the draft. You don't know for a few years, and it's just wild how much variance there is as you move down the draft order. So you know, you may have had your heart set on book night. You may have been convinced that he was the, you know, the secret piece, the thunder needed, that he was going to be the perfect compliment to SGA in the backcourt. Who knows? He may end up being great. He also may end up <clears throat> being nothing. Same goes for Josh Giddy. He may yep. end up being a fantastic addition and he may totally flame out. And we just, we can't answer that question yet. And so I, I never get to too fired up about draft picks for that reason because you've you've got to give it a minute to to really kind of see what they're going to be
5: and people get caught up in the where they went versus where they should have gone right yeah, like exactly if, if, let's say let's say someone gambled on Giannis at eight that would have been a stretch right But now that's like how why didn't he go higher and there's Right. Yeah. Right. And there's guys that have been taken in the top five that it's like in hindsight, like, like, let's say Jalen Suggs, Thunder fans are like, he was there at five. Why did not you go get him? What if Jalen Suggs flames out? Like, what if he's not good? Mm -hmm. You look back in in five years and say, thank God the Thunder didn't trade up. So people get caught up on where the mock drafts had them. Mm -hmm. And as we know, not only the mock drafts, but the actual drafts never, ever, ever, ever have a linear (laughs) comparison to how those players end up being. Exactly.
1: You know, and people want to people want to have the instant reaction on draft night. Right. And and I said this, Taylor and and Justin can attest to this. I said this all draft night. We don't know. Give it three years. Yep. Right. Give it three years. I I mentioned on, on draft night multiple times, but Jabari Parker was supposed to be the savior of Milwaukee. Yep. Look how that worked out. Yep. Marvin Vendigley was supposed to be a stud for Sacramento. Now maybe that's just a Sacramento problem. Statistically,
4: statistically, this top five that was a sure thing, you know, strongest top five ever. Like half of those guys are gonna suck. Uh Uh-huh. And whenever
1: we redraft this class in four years, Josh Giddy probably isn't gonna fall six on the redraft. He's gonna be higher. He, He could be definitely could be lower. Yep, but he's not gonna fall six. It's the draft is an art, not a science.
3: And the other thing too is Jeremy Wu came out with that report saying that the it, it was widely speculated that the Warriors were going to be taking right. Giddy at seven. So if the Thunder did trade back to try and get Giddy, Giddy might be gone at that point. We know the, the Grizzlies. Exactly. And then you have the Josh Primo situation. Yep. Apparently OKC okay, so was going to take him at 18. So the Spurs just went ahead and took him at twelve, which seems like a stretch now, but they got their guy because they didn't want to risk it. So um, exactly, I'm with you guys. Uh, this is kind of fun. Carrie uh mentions he said that he'll be at summer league the eighth through the 12th and would love to buy you two a beer, Justin. Ooh, and hey. Nick. Um, and he asked if either of you have been, no. And I'm, sick. yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's the first time for both of you, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that's awesome. You guys, I'll try nice. to meet up with our hard listener and friend Carrie. Uh, um, shoot, shoot us a DM, Carrie, so we can link up. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. Um, Wesley, the, he brings up the question about deck. How does the debt contract situation shake out? Will they still pay out the rest of his contract if he does indeed go overseas to um, Barcelona?
1: I think it's non... The rest of Deck's contract, the years are non-guaranteed. Correct. So the Thunder, if he wants to go to Barca and the Thunder are cool with it, then they just say, okay, well, we're just not guaranteeing the rest of your contract, and we're basically opting out and... The slate's clean. There's no buyout. There's no uh, having to pay out the rest of his contract. It's just dead. The Thunder left themselves a ton of wiggle room there.
3: Yep. Um, Aaron asks... Is, it, is tri- it
1: a hot take that I just say, Sorry. just let Deck go because I don't want him on this team?
3: No, no I dude, like I I, I the roster
1: spot.
5: Roster spots are so valuable right now. Mm-hmm, I yep. would much rather see like literally
1: anybody else than Gabriel Deck. And no they offense the to Deck. Right. But it's
5: just like, the dude's like, what, 27?
1: Yep.
3: Right. I, was on, I, was,
5: I was never big on him. Go listen to He's six He's a 6'6 post-up guy. Like, just yep. let him go.
3: <laughs> yep, I agree. So we kind of already talked about this, but uh, Aaron asks, are we trending in direct- the direction of trading Kimba before the season starts? I think both of us, or both us, all four of us think yes. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Sanders asks, some bigs take more, t- it seems that bigs take more time to develop in the league. He wants a pick and roll partner for SGA, so he asks us some top pairing ideas of a big and in- for SGA. You guys have any in mind?
1: I've talked about uh, Bagley a lot.
3: Yep. Bagley's a fun one. I wonder, how, the,
1: the, I wonder how Orlando feels about having those two bigs that are both in the same draft class that are both extension eligible this summer. Do they want to get rid of one of them? Either Mo Bamba or Wendell Carter Jr. I could see the uh, Thunder definitely taking a flyer on one of those two if, if Orlando does not want to extend both of them and just wants to keep one. Speaking
5: yeah. of speaking of our hypothetical, like, attach an asset to Kemba, let's say it's New York. I'd love Mitchell Robinson. Hey, oh, there's yes. a report today 100%. that Mitchell
1: Robinson has, the Knicks have actually talked about trading him to a few teams.
3: I, like I would that. love that.
1: Sign me would up. I would love yeah. that.
3: Another one, this is just off the top of my head, I just remembered. Um, Tobias Harris, I saw a report that apparently he's been chopped a little bit in Houston trade. I, I don't want him on OKC. I just found that one interesting.
2: Yeah.
3: Uh, Matt Tinsley. Uh, we actually have a, a couple questions similar to this. So I'm just going to uh, throw this one up there because, and we kind of touched on it, but um, just a little more specific. He asked what's a realistic offer that we would entertain for Kimba to the Pelicans. I guess we already talked about returns in general for Kimba.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, new Orleans is going to have cap space so they can absorb most of Kimba's contract into cap space and not have to match salaries coming back. Uh, I would take on bad contracts from them. Um, if it breaks Kemba's contract up into smaller pieces, that's why Adams and Bledsoe uh, yeah. were important for them, right? Uh any of their young guards. I would say Jackson Hayes, but apparently <laughs> uh that man is in some legal trouble now. So I don't think the funder yeah. can sniff around that.
3: No kidding. <laughs> if they want to okay,
1: do Kemba for Zion straight up, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, there you go.
3: This one's pretty funny. Uh Kiwi Greg, Greg Stevens says, uh, okay, see have picked up Real Madrid's 20- 2022 and 2024 First round picks for deck. <laughs> I love it. There you go. That's pretty good.
1: Even getting in, in the Euro league
5: draft. <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, we already kind of touched on um, Sean, you know, mentioning paying um, 3 million to Muscala to come back, just kind of have him as a mentor. Let's see. have a lot of comments. Um, New Orleans. What filler do the Pelicans have? We, we kind of touched on that a little bit I, again after mm-hmm. the, the Bledsoe and, and Stephen uh, Adams contracts being traded. There's not as much. It might make it a little more tough, but they do have that cap space now that they've made uh, yep. when they were pursuing Kyle Lowry. So um, they could work something out there. Uh, why does one of the Jenners always go thunder down under? From Sean? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Here's a fun one from uh, Talos. Um, what do you guys think about Trey Mann? I I'm
4: excited to see what he looks like in a bench role for the thunder. Can he be that spark plug scorer? Can he come in and, you know, light a team up for five, 10 minutes at a time? Cause I I think he has that potential. Um, you know, I this may sound like a ridiculous comparison, but like a little bit of a, a Dion waiters type action for the thunder Mm -hmm. where like he's not, he's not going to be an offensive focal point, but like he can come in and get some buckets. And I think I, I see that out of his game a little bit.
1: I think I comp him to swaggy P yeah. both yeah. in his game and in his just demeanor kind of off court in a way, Plug in um, his being, SoundCloud. being a SoundCloud rapper. Um, <laughs> he here's also my thing. The most
5: innocent young voice and face. Yes,
1: he does. He, does. he looks he like he's 15 seems like a baby. Yes. He looks like he's going to be walking into my sophomore class in three weeks. <laughs> um, here, here's my one thing that I'm interested to see from him. A lot of his stuff in Florida was off the dribble, right? A lot Step of that it. Step crossovers, um, all that kind of stuff. Whenever he's on the court with Shea and Poku and Giddy and if Ty Jerome's still here and all these other guys, like he's not going to get a whole lot of time to like be on the ball and dominate. So I'm interested to see if he can start to fall into a catch-and-shoot type of role where yep. – Shay and Giddy penetrate the paint and f- kick out the shooters, and Trey is just out there wide open, ready to catch and fire, uh, I think or enough closeouts as well. Um, I, I think that's going to be more of a role that he's going to need to settle into. But I could also see him being just like a sixth man gunner as well.
3: Yeah, no, I think We're, it's going to be a little bit of both. I do worry about his defense. Some just obviously, like you guys talked about, the size, uh, more so the strength, I guess, and the size, but also not very long um so that's something to keep in mind as well I, he, he says he's been working on it um he he's mentioned as well you know being able to play with other players and and being able to catch and shoot working on his jump shot um but i am really excited about it. He, he's one of those guys that's going to be like hot and cold all the time that thunder fans are going to be super upset with at c- certain games um because he goes like you know two for like 12 and like oh more more of those shots should have been going to poku or whoever and then he's going to have games where he goes for like 30 and people are going to be talking about how amazing he is so um I'm excited to watch him. I, I definitely think he, he's going to fit well, um, but again, he, he's going to be raw to start. I think. What do we uh,
5: What do we think about Anthony Simons? Like,
3: oh yeah, that, that's yeah, that's fun. a good comp. I actually, really yeah. like that comp. I like that a lot. Uh, okay, so this is kind of fun. Uh, we we mentioned you know somebody like Presley taking Giddy at uh, six because maybe some intel saying the Warriors were going to take him at seven. Matt Tinsley asked, "Was Presley going after a uh, Shangoon at pick eighteen? Then the Rockets snagged him instead. Oh wait." Yeah. I, so Matt, the Thunder traded um, pick sixteen to the Rockets that way they could get Shingoon in exchange for two first rounders. Yeah, I
5: think I think his question was, were the Thunder thinking they could get him at eighteen and trade trade out of that pick? And I I think it's pretty clear. Like when you trade sixteen, you kind of ask who they're taking. Yep. Yeah, as, right, as right. part of the deal. And they, they, they knew that too. They were taking the 16. So yeah. I
3: mentioned Giddy there because the, I think it was the same report that apparently the Knicks, when they traded up to 19, uh, they were going to be taking Trey Mann at 19. Yep. So Pressy yep. got him at 18. Yeah. Um, that's the reason I mentioned that. So here's yeah. our last one. I'm going to go ahead and bring it up just because I, I like it. It's another, another good question. Um, any clue on Pressy's plan with seven young guards? <laughs> um, and she lists them out. And Wiggins, uh, you know, if you consider him a guard, he's more of a forward, I think. Yeah. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on that? I think we touched a little bit on this, but like I think Nick, you mentioned this. We aren't so much worried about roster construction right now as we are just getting the talent there and, and seeing how some of these players pan out. Yeah, I think...
5: I mean, it's not a bad problem to have. Like You look at this list here. Shea, Giddy, Mandort, Ty Jerome, Teo Maladone, like Those are six guys that I would consider like very, very good developmental projects all Trey the way, man, all the, Shea, all the way up to Shea, who's like obviously a star, and Trey man too. I don't think it's a bad problem to have if you got seven guards that you think could be legit contributors when this team's a contender. Oops, like yeah, I, don't, I, I <laughs> yeah,
1: I don't think anybody's complaining that they have seven good developmental guys on their yeah, roster,
4: right? Totally. And
1: I think Aaron Wiggins is going to spend most of his time in the G League. I don't think he's going to yep. have a ton. Of yep. the
5: spend
3: the whole time until the latter cake. half of the season and the Thunder mm-hmm. trying to lose games. Yep. Yeah. yeah.
1: Definitely. <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Time to go around the association.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed.
2: I don't even know where you're sitting at. (laughs) All
1: right, let's continue our theme of free agency. I'm going to ask you guys to get out your crystal ball. Shine it off a little bit. Take a peek inside. You guys got to predict the future here. You ready? (laughs) Oh, Mm. boy. What's your crystal ball look like? Like, what what color does it glow?
3: Purple. Yeah, it's like blue, purple stars and stuff going on inside. Some swirlies.
4: Dang, Taylor's descriptive (laughs) with it. I like it. (laughs) Some swirlies. (laughs) I like it.
1: Hey, Aaron says that's still his favorite drop of all time. So good, man.
4: That's so good.
1: So good. Speaking of uh, that song and Kawhi Leonard, he's our first up on the list. So hey, the off that go. crystal ball. You guys got to make a prediction here.
3: OKC, okay, baby.
1: Where is Kawhi <laughs> Leonard playing next season?
4: <laughs> I think Kawhi Leonard's playing in LA. Oh yeah. Wait, which, I, LA which, team? which LA? Which LA? <laughs> okay, he's playing for the Clippers. Um, I think I, it feels like. It just feels like the most likely scenario that the devil's advocate inside of me wants to say the Knicks, but that just feels like uh, it's too sad of a
3: scenario, even for Kawhi. I, I think like I think the other team would have been the Heat, and obviously that's not going to yeah. happen. Um, I yeah, I think he's just going to well, that's the other thing. He opts People out. of People in the this chat contract. saying
1: technically Kawhi is not playing next year. Hey, good point. What,
3: good point. What, what what team is he signing with for there next you go. season? I think he'll <laughs> he'll sign a one on one with the Clippers because uh they'll then have his bird rights and then he can sign like one of those mega contracts um if he opts out after this next season. So I think he already that-
1: can sign a mega contract. I think he's eligible for thirty
5: five percent of the cap. Is that right?
3: 90, Only for four years four, right now. Yeah. If he, he'll get one and one, he'll get five
5: years. Oh, yep. there you go. Okay, uh, max. Um, he might be the first ever one and one where the front end of the one you can't even play. <laughs>
3: That's a good point. Hey, will hey,
5: still. Steve Bomber will still cough over the cash, man. I for have sure, no for sure. But, but like, but I mean, theoretically, hypothetically, whatever you want to say. Um, if you're signing a one and one with a guy that can't play. You're putting a lot of faith in the fact that he will, in fact, on the back end of that, re-sign with you on a long-term deal. Like, what if yes. Kawhi signed a one-and-one and then said, actually, I'm out. You guys were trash this year. That'd be incredible. I'm nice. all in, man. hilarious. I am all in.
1: All right, so all three of you are on Clippers for Kawhi. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fair warning to the people live here in the chat and to those of you listening to the pod version. I made this list. Before we got on the podcast, and then Woj kind of effed me on this next one because he dropped this tweet (laughs) like 10 minutes before we went live. Uh, My next
3: one was Kyle Lowry.
4: Mm. Miami Heat? Just spitballing. Maybe the Miami Heat. My favorite favorite part is that he
3: literally tweeted out the hypothetical trade that could (laughs) hypothetically happen when the clock magically strikes 6 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Uh Um, Was it Precious? Am I the only one that
1: doesn't like Precious Achua? in Toronto when they already have like a million big wings slash bigs, Yes.
3: Oh, so Siakam's gotta be leaving. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. After drafting Scotty Barnes,
1: Nick, you're not going with a left turn here. You're taking Miami.
5: I mean, we pretty much got a Woj bomb that wasn't allowed to be a Woj bomb. (laughs) Well, and the
3: other thing, so this is actually a recent tweet from Mark Stein, um, obviously connected league wide, but really connected within Dallas and the Mavericks. Um, he mentioned, he tweeted out that the Mavericks are already, um, Prioritizing other free agents now—that's That p- pretty much a lot. How pissed are the Pelicans to Miami? Yeah, no kidding. They made that cap space. space for a
1: guy you couldn't even get. Dude, what a yep.
3: weird trade,
1: Pelicans and Grizzlies. That was next. Weird. Next one, Nick. We're going to lead off with you on this one, right? So get your crystal ball ready. <laughs> I like the I like the <laughs> the finger motions there. Jazz hands. Demar Derozan. <laughs> where does he play next season?
5: Sure, Dallas. That's what oh, I was going to say. I like, I like, I like that. It. I think he wants to play for like the Lakers or the Heat, but the money, like money at the there, end of the man. day, money ain't there. I don't care if you want to go win a ring. We've seen plenty of guys go play for cheap and didn't win a ring. Dallas is going to have apparently Tim Hardaway Jr. who they've been prioritizing all off season um, to resign is like no longer a priority. I don't know if that hmm. means Someone else is going to offer more money. So all of a sudden it's not a priority. AKA you can't get him. Um, But they're going to have money and he may be the last guy standing. I don't love the fit, but
3: yeah, it is what it is. I'm with you. So Dallas is mine as well, but there was a report today and this was from an actual, uh, somebody who actually, you know, thought was, you know, had a, (laughs) had some credibility, I think Uh to do their reports, (laughs) but talking about how the heat, even if they do end up with Lowry could still try or still could find a way to get to Rosen. That seems crazy to me Um that they would be able to make I hate that, that work. Fit. I oh yeah. I know. That, that isn't that weird? The Rosen and Jimmy Butler on the
1: same team and bam on the same team is not a good fit. I don't think.
3: Yeah. But Just, I think Dallas is fun.
1: Justin, where's your DeRozan location?
4: Hmm. I'm trying to come up with something weird. You've Let's had this do... whole time
5: to think about it. Okay.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, Barcelona, obviously. No, I'm gonna <laughs> say head out there with Deck. <laughs> what about Chicago? If if Chicago moves on, you know, from Markin, maybe they also, you know, Thaddeus Young or something like that. That's I could fun. see him going to Chicago. Wasn't there some? Didn't they? have some interest. I feel like I heard something around the trade deadline that they had some interest in DeRozan. I could see that.
1: Maybe so. I
5: like that. Be solid.
1: All right, Justin, you don't get the time to think on this next one. I'm coming straight Ah, to you. So your crystal ball better uh, clear up pretty quick here. Dennis Schroeder, maybe the most difficult guy to peg for free agency.
4: Great. Thank you. Um, Eunuch, obviously, Um, (laughs) he's going to go cash a payday in Germany because nobody in the NBA wants to pay him. Um. God, that is really challenging. Um,
3: I say Knicks. Knicks is mine for uh. Yeah, Dennis.
4: Knicks. Knicks makes sense because because they would have the cap space. I guess. To I don't think I don't think Schroeder is going to get paid what he wants to get paid. But maybe yep. the, the one hundred twenty million. No, I don't <laughs> think so. Maybe the Knicks can make him somewhat happy in that department. I I just yeah. I could see like a
5: one Knicks and one with the Knicks. Solid.
4: Yeah, that's solid. I'm still voting Munich. Nick,
5: <laughs> the Washington Wizards. Oh, Ooh. okay, okay. Not on that that's price. Fun. Not no one's giving oh, Yeah. Like, no yeah, one's right. giving him the price that he wants. But
3: yeah,
1: next one seems like he's on
3: his way out of Boston.
1: Evan Fournier.
3: Mm, that one's tough. Uh, he was linked somewhere. Was it the Knicks today? I think it was no. the Knicks.
5: Don't Google my last name.
3: Dude. <laughs> Here I'll Google it and put it and share the screen for everybody. <laughs> uh, I kind of think, especially with Lonzo, pretty much it seems like he's set to go to Chicago. Unless Boston's able to pull something off last minute. I almost wonder if he'll stay with Boston.
4: Hmm. What about like uh uh Memphis? Ooh, yeah. Does that make any sense?
3: Yeah. I don't even know. The, I don't think Memphis has the money now. What if like you uh, plug yeah. Fournier in there instead of Bertans? Like they've been apparently shopping Bertans a little bit.
5: There you yeah. go. Pair I him gonna, with Bradley. I think this is going to be. I, I think the Knicks are not going to go spend the money they have as they should not. Like they shouldn't go to tie up all their money on a long-term contract. I could see them signing Fournier to like a two years, thirty mil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Play it out. See what happens. Give them some extra scoring.
3: Yep. Hmm. Yeah, apparently they're interested in, like, Levine and somebody else next summer.
5: Next
1: one, Justice Winslow. I which stuff. So I, not only do I want you guys to tell me where you think Justin Justice Winslow will end up, but how much money is he going to make? Ooh. Basically, you can just tell me minimum or Jeez. more.
3: More. He'll get more in the minimum. You guys think so? Mm-hmm. But probably less than, like, the MLE. Because he hasn't played in, like,
1: two years, right? Yeah.
3: You know where like yeah. I could you know who I could see taking a gamble on him? It's Troy Weaver in Detroit. That just yeah, seems like a Troy Weaver guy. Yeah. Like what we about heard that there, he's interested in the monk.
5: Like Josh Jackson 2.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. What Detroit's
4: about, a fun one. What about Houston?
5: I, I was gonna say Houston. I thought about too, that. Yeah.
4: Huh.
1: Yeah, that feels like that feels very Houston y as well. It does. All right. I like it. Next one, Dallas. another fun one. You can't choose Oklahoma City. Spencer <laughs> Dinwiddie.
3: That yeah, that's really tough. I could see that's in New York. Yeah, yep. wizard that, that's true. He's been into the wizards a little bit. That's another like w- another player I could see the Knicks going after. Um, I got a
1: Dinwiddie home. The Pelicans.
3: Oh, yeah. there you go. Yeah. Yep. they are the one. money, they're not if, gonna yep. get
1: their guy. Din- in Lowry is a little closer to the timeline. Lots of self-creation can space the floor for Thank-
5: Zion. He's a. Assuming he doesn't get drastically overpaid, I think he's he's a good bang for your buck guy. I'd rather have maybe. him. I'd rather have him for eighteen than Lowry for thirty. Hot take, maybe.
1: No, I don't think that's a hot take. Yeah. Lowry is like thirty-five, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. is old. Yeah, that's all you gotta point. do is pay, give Spencer some Bitcoin, and he'll be
5: happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And his True. ACL, like his ACL recovered man. so quick. Like I don't think there's that's any problems with to his knees. Oh, you yeah. don't okay. think? I don't think there's any problems.
1: Next, we already talked about him a little bit here. Laurie Markkinen.
4: Thunder, done. Ooh. Oh, done. Sign still no
1: delivered. Hesitation. The crystal ball was clear on that one, Justin. Mm,
3: yes. Give me give me the Timberwolves. Ooh.
5: Oh, I like Sa- that fit, actually. No defense, but they'll shoot the shit out of the ball. Yeah, right. San Antonio. That's a good one. I thought one. about the Spurs, yeah. yeah. That's that a good one. A good I like one. that.
1: Uh, old friend Nerlands Noel
3: Nerlands. I, mean, I have a, a fun one for this one, but I it. want
1: to hear what you guys say. Ooh. or I can go first if nobody has a destination for him,
5: Philly.
3: Philly, oh. especially oh. filling the place of uh, yeah, White Howard, redemption, going
5: back to going back to his roots yeah. and saying yeah. my expectations are different this time and then. And, and, Fans are gonna love him. It's gonna be I the like weirdest that. thing ever. I saw
1: that Dallas was interested. I don't know if there's enough hot dogs in the break too. room or not.
5: <laughs> no, I mean they they just they just picked up Willie Colley Stein's contract. Yeah, they've got Bobana yeah. Moses Brown. I just I don't see it anymore.
1: Moses Brown. As good as the sixteenth pick, Moses Brown,
5: as I like <laughs> to call
3: him. As good yeah. as yeah. Two Dallas fans are already picks, Moses Brown. excited. Yeah, that's right. Here's
1: my Nerlands home. The Phoenix Suns.
3: Oh, there you go. That's good. Have, him, ba- have him back up.
1: DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Like yep. It. Throw him like, like five that. million a year. Yep. About what he made in New York. I like that. Chris Paul can I... get
5: pissed all over again that he can't <laughs> catch the ball.
1: Side note. <laughs>
5: um he got he got back to back minimums, in Oklahoma City, then only five million in New York. I just wanted to go get like some kind of bag. I'm not saying he deserves 20 million a year, but I want to see Nurlands like he's been a guy for three yeah. consecutive years now. People around the league are finally saying like Nerlens is a productive backup big, and he's he's a a good contributor to success of the team. I want him to get paid. Like I I just want to see it. Man, he
1: fired his agent and rightfully so for turning down that extension. No
3: kidding, crazy.
1: Another big fun guy to talk about, a guy that I like a lot actually, Rashawn
4: Holmes. Yeah. You know, I not to backtrack, but I was just thinking if the Kings don't keep Rashawn Holmes, Nerlens to the Kings. Ah. Could be interesting. For some yeah. money, yeah. For yep. some money.
1: So do you have Kings keeping Rashawn Holmes? Is that what the crystal ball is saying, Justin? Mm-hmm.
4: That's um, tough. Um I you know, we've heard the Hornets, which I think is interesting.
1: Yeah, they just uh, traded for uh, for
4: White seller.
3: Guy Yeah. Oh right. <laughs> is it is <laughs> it a or a plumley? It's one of the, yeah, one of the brothers. Who cares? They're
4: the same. <laughs> um they're <laughs> interchangeable. But yeah. I, yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Is this to racist? See. A segment okay. from the
1: uncontested. <laughs>
4: I It feels like he could get, he could kind of get paid somewhere. Oh, he's and, I don't, get paid. and I don't know if the Kings are going to match that.
5: I'm going to go the flip of what Justin said. I think the Pistons. Oh, they've, they've cleared the space. Okay. They've dumped the center. They waved two guys yesterday. They're, they're gearing up for a, a move. Um, All yeah, right. I think that he. I mean, he's old. He's like twenty seven, twenty eight. He's not like old and like, relative to their their core of, um, you know, Killian Hayes and and Kate Cunningham. But uh, they 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 can make it happen, and and I think mm-hmm. it would be a good fit. Yeah, I think he stays with the Kings.
3: That's kind of where I was leaning too. And I think he'd, he'd be, be for Here is what the, the crystal guy.
1: ball is telling me, guys. <laughs> he stays with the Kings, but the Kings need to shed some salary in order to have the money to keep him because they don't have. They have his early bird rights, not his full bird rights, which facilitates <laughs> well, a Bagley to OKC trade.
5: Well, purpose. I was going to say the same thing, same <laughs> thing, but but non contract related, just positional just fit related. You yeah, know? I mean, if, if they're going to pay him the, the the big money, Marvin Bagley is is going to have to get paid at some point, and I don't think they're going to be willing to do it. So you got to trade either yep. way.
1: I like it. I got two more for you. Next one, uh, a name that's surprising to me because I'm not super high on him. That's been floating around. People are really excited on Twitter about this. Malik Monk. Detroit
2: he was, linked, or not, he was linked. Not to Detroit extended
1: or a qualifying today. offer, so he's unrestricted. Can go anywhere he wants. Charlotte cannot match. This is the book night effect, I think, is what Nick yeah. said on Twitter yeah, today. That's a good point. Where, where is Malik playing next season?
3: Hmm. What a, uh, d- he was linked to Detroit. After that came out, that one totally makes sense. What about a contender like the Nuggets or somebody like that?
1: That's a good one. I got or him going to Celtics. Dallas. Dallas, if, yeah. If, like Nick said, that's if good. Dallas isn't bringing mm. back Tim Hardaway Jr., Malik Monk might be a cheap replacement there.
3: True. Sure. Yep.
1: Another kind of gunner. Didn't he have
5: – I
1: I almost feel guilty even saying this in case I get it wrong. 40-point game? No, it wasn't he – I mean, yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> not, not, not to. Not, I'm not trying to, to, you know, sidestep that at all. Didn't he get in some trouble this past season with something?
5: I don't know. Cocaine. Don't remember? Yeah, that's what yes. I was thinking. It was a drug uh, issue. Yes. 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 Okay. okay.
1: Huh. Um, Charlotte had another guard oh, that Miami got kicked burn? out of the league.
2: Oh my He's god! <laughs> I love it.
1: Um. Didn't Charlotte have another guard that had drug issues and got kicked out of the league?
4: Who was I mean, that? Michael Jordan. If you maybe believe in conspiracies,
5: <laughs> um, um, he, he's an interesting one because I, I think you can make a case for any team. If it's a young rebuilding team, like you know a revitalization project, he can score. You know, he's a plug and play. But even a contender, like the Lakers, yeah. say, "Hey, come yeah. play with us Brooklyn. for a year on on the national stage." on the minimum and all these, all these teams and GMs are going to see you play and, and you're going to look good. And then you go get the bag next summer. Like I, I like all 30 or I guess all 29 teams. I would not be shocked.
1: He's still very young too. Yeah. Yep.
5: Very young. He's 20. He was, he, he was a guy. And this is one of those, you always see him on Twitter. Like what's one bad draft take you had or NBA take you had. I was convinced he was the better yeah. of the deer and Fox duo.
4: Yeah. Agreed. He was yep. a bucket in college. He was a yeah,
3: bucket wildcat. Yeah. Hey, let's just take on all the guards in OKC. All right, last all one, Kentucky.
1: guys. <laughs>
3: Taylon Horton Tucker. I think he stays in LA with the Lakers. I, I was
4: going to say, I was going to say the same thing. I, they, they have three
1: were... guys making 130 million dollars. Crazy. So
4: don't they have his bird rights?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm. I mean, yeah. I guess it's l a they can pay whatever the hell they want right well so, like, no I saw, really a
4: tweet. I saw a tweet from Bobby Marks that I'm trying to remember it but it was basically like the other like the Lakers would have an advantage even if another team paid was willing to pay more
5: yes yes yeah. yes I mean they, they can match anything for him. Yes.
4: no but they um, can even they don't even the most, too. they can
5: offer the most money on an extended oh, yeah. Con- on extension. Okay. Um, the, the one reason I agree with, with Justin and Taylor is because the Lakers are not a front office that hides things. Well, um, and we haven't <laughs> heard, a, we haven't heard a peep about Taylor Horton Tucker. True. So, makes me think that it's just like, it's going to go into the radar. All of a sudden he's resigned there. He's playing there. It's just going to be, I don't know. could be wrong. Yeah. could pop off tomorrow. And all of a sudden, eight teams are offering a bunch of money. I don't know. It's about him and Caruso. Caruso
3: Caruso's is an interesting
5: great, one. Um, his defense is legit. Like I think people always like to make fun of him because he gets all the all-star votes and he's balding and all that good stuff, but he, he's, he's actually a good defender. I, I yep. could see him getting some money.
1: Yeah, interesting. Interesting. Should all I know... Fun. 5 p.m. Monday gonna be a blast. We're going to do a Spotify green room on Monday. I haven't decided if I'm gonna do uh, pre 5 p.m. or post 5 p.m. <laughs> so you but, are taking it from me, huh? Unless when what uh, Taylor or Justin
5: wants it,
3: I probably won't be home from work before. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Um, I think mine.
5: <laughs> can I? Can I ask one more? Yeah, Frank Nidikina.
3: I know. I was gonna mention that. <laughs> I thought about you're not gonna one.
1: pronounce it the Steph Curry way. Yeah, no, I'm
3: not. <laughs> no, no. no. That's what I always think of it's funny. Oh man, like, like uh, what's what, what?
5: What's his market like? If you're a GM and you're looking at your some of your available options, like what is like defense? Obviously, like what what do you even look at him and say he fits our team mold because, or I could slot him in. Like, I don't even know what he is, but he's also intriguing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Frank Nilakina
1: just turned twenty three three days ago.
5: Yeah, right, right, yeah. and he's long. He is, he is the old Presty Mold. Like we yep. talked about, the new Presty uh-huh. Mold. He is the mm-hmm. old Presty Mold. So Troy we so, have his
3: name all over it.
5: <laughs> yeah. Here, here's what I got. I don't know
1: where he's playing, but the crystal ball is telling me
3: mm-hmm. that his
1: contract is going to be for three years and somewhere between fifteen and twenty million dollars. Oh, you so get a little bit total. of payday.
2: Yeah, it's still,
1: it's still a yeah, payday for God It's done what he's done. The, the, yeah. the reason the Knicks didn't I'm, extend the qualifying offers because the qualifying offer for him was like $13 million, something 17, like that. Yeah. yeah Which crazy. Is crazy. He's going to get like $6 million a year.
3: Okay. That feels feels right. See, like my, the Spurs taking a gamble on him, but they already have so many guards. So many my
5: Yeah. My, my um, random off topic, just want to get it on the air record kind of thing. <laughs> I. Really want Mo Wagner in Oklahoma City?
3: Oh yeah, you said that
5: in free agency. I Isn't don't know. He's he he with to...
1: Orlando right now. He's gonna stay with his brother, man.
5: I don't know. He he <laughs> go go watch. He's a free agent. He was with the Wizards last year. I don't know like where he's physically at today. But go watch the eleven game. No, I'm not saying go watch eleven games. Go watch um, some highlights of the eleven games that he played in in Washington, and then go watch some of his Olympic stuff. I think he's a guy.
2: He
1: he ended the season last year with uh, Orlando. Did he? Mm-hmm. He was traded from Washington to Boston, uh, and then he was waived from Boston and play finish out the season with Orlando.
5: Mm. Well, he's a free agent either way. Let's see the oh the True, Washington. They have to sign him. Okay, no, so it was the it was the Orlando then the eleven games in Orlando that I'm thinking of where he averaged yep. 11, eleven a game, five rebounds. Oh. Yeah, thirty-seven three.
3: I think he's playing yeah. the Olympics right now, isn't
5: he? Yeah, I thought I was just saying. Like, he looks, he looks really, really good. Um, yeah, he's I mean, an ugly he's,
3: bastard. I know that. He's <laughs> a very,
5: he's an ugly boy, but he's six eleven. I mean, I was talking to Justin earlier about like just some random guy that starts at center over Derek Favors. Not that they deserve it, just because it's in Oklahoma City. I think that'd be awesome, Mo Wagner. You're starting center. Let's go. <laughs> Which is
3: from Hey, outside. That would that
1: would complete the uh every person in the Thunder starting lineup being foreign. Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> kind of cool. As long as they don't start Basley, which another hot take. I don't think they are.
4: Ooh. I think is gonna come S- off the bench. Ooh. That's is that, is that hot? It feels
3: sizzling. Yeah.
5: I think I think I think it should happen. You know, I feel know like it's will. one of
3: those things that's like, yeah, Basley starts the first half of the season.
5: We'll see. We'll see.
1: Awesome. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining the live stream. If you were here tonight, we appreciate you so much. If you listen to the podcast version of this, probably on Monday before 5 PM, before free agency starts, while you're listening, go hit that five star button on the Apple podcast app. Give us some love. it would mean a lot to us. Gentlemen, last thing before we get out of here, and you can't talk a lot because I already got the outro <laughs> music playing. This is my uh, Prevent Taylor's monologue insurance right here. (laughs) Disclaimer. Give me date time that we get the Woj Bomb. The Thunder and Shea Gilgis Alexander have agreed to a five-year maximum contract
5: extension. Nick, Daytime. time. The 15th at 9.22 a.m. That's a long time from now. Justin (laughs) – 6:01
4: 6:01 PM
3: tomorrow. Ah, oh, no, right. we're talking, Taylor. I was gonna say like 11 AM Central Time Wednesday. Before. All
4: right,
1: Nick thinks it's gonna be two weeks from now.
3: <laughs> no, uh,
1: you, you said it. when is it
5: reported?
1: Oh, okay, uh, okay,
5: okay. I see you.
1: Awesome. Well, hey guys, enjoy the start of NBA Free Agency. Have a great start to your week. Join us on Green Room tomorrow. Uh, Follow us on all of our social channels to see what time we will be going live. And then we'll be back on Green Room again Wednesday night about 8 p.m. for a live podcast recording. We'll have lots of free agency stuff to dissect at that point. That'll be more of a canvassing the league type of uh, podcast. Unless the Thunder do something crazy, in which case we will break all of that down for you. Make sure to come join us at Prairie Tap House in OKC, August 13th, 6 p.m. Central Time. Beer is on us, at least the first one.
2: <laughs>
1: and then follow all of our social channels as Justin and Nick take over Las Vegas for the NBA Summer League. We will talk to you all soon. Take it easy. And as always,
2: thunder up.